Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come and join us at 10am every Sunday. Cheers, thank you very much. <laughs> okay, so, um, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20, 21. I've used this before on a number of occasions. And it's where I've been for the last... Um, Eight, nine months, I guess, I've been just meditating on these two verses. I thought I was reading other passages, but I'm meditating here. Now may God peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of his eternal covenant, equip you with everything good, that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. We're in agreement. Excellent. Good. Well, last couple of times I spoke, I spoke on, first one from here is on endurance. That God wants to equip us with endurance. Secondly, I spoke on a heart that God wants to create us and a clean heart. Actually, that's what He wants to equip us with a clean heart to be washed by the blood of the Lamb and we can come to God. And thinking about it this week, and just what's been living in me and this is from my life experience, what I've been working through, going through. Sometimes God takes us or allows things in our lives that actually changes and enables us to actually move forward. And so hopefully I want to share some of my heart what's been happening for me in this last eight months or so, where God's been leading me. And particularly, I want to talk about this morning about confidence. God wants to equip us with confidence. Now, I'm sure we've all experienced at some point either the lack of confidence, no confidence, or little confidence. I'm sure we've all been there, and there's certain things in our life we've experienced that. Maybe when you were learning to ride a bike, which Peter used to do, and, um, and you fall off, which Peter did. And actually, you. You need the confidence to get back on the bike again, don't you? To actually have another go. When you learn it, you get the stabilised off and you go for it. You need that confidence to get on the bike again. Or maybe you've driven a car, you've been in a car accident, and you need confidence to get back behind the wheel again. Many years ago, when I was young, I killed a horse. Sadly, a horse ran in front of me, the other side of the road, young lady, teenage girl, on a horse. Coming down the verge, and I was driving the road, a 60 mile an hour, mile an hour road, and I always do the speed limit, of course, so I was doing 60. And the, this horse bolted across the road, and I could see it coming, and I thought, I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit it. But the instinct that you've all been taught when you learn to drive is you hit the brakes. Emergency stop. So I hit the brakes. And as I hit the brakes, this horse hit the front of the car. The, the horse's head came straight through the windscreen, took out the hole of the door pillar. By this time, I'm in the passenger footwell. And I've still got me, I kind of handle the bottom of the wheel, foot on the brake, and I'm coming in the passenger footwell. Praise God, I wasn't injured at all. The young girl wasn't injured at all. And as I drove past the horse, uh, the horse kind of just, I looked, I kind of got up, looked in my mirror, and I didn't see what happened. And the horse kind of killed over, and the teenage girl just got off. Now she was very upset and everything, and it, kind of, it was an awful story. 
But it took a bit of confidence to get behind the wheel again. And even now, I get nervous around horses on the roads. I kind of slow right down. That's the slowest I ever go on a road is when there's a horse around. It's the best way to keep me in the speed limit for a horse on the road. Because my, well, my confidence had to be rebuilt. I'm still even now I'm not confident around horses. I don't like horses. I don't want to be around them. Because the unpredictable big things that cause me pain. And I don't want to be So but it takes confidence, doesn't it, to get in again, to go again with things. And for me, I think these last six months, or eight months or so, I think I've lost some confidence. And I've lost confidence in preaching. I feel I've lost confidence in my prophetic gift. And I feel like I'm on a recovery of regaining a confidence that I once lost. And it's hard and it's difficult to get that confidence back again when you've lost it. And so we're just going to look at a few verses to help us in this. And confidence in the Greek is translated as Parisia, which means boldness, courage, especially when speaking to someone of great power or rank. So when we come to God, we talk about confidence in God, actually that's the word we would use. That's the translation from the Greek, is that actually it's Persia, which is boldness and courage as well. And how often, and Johnny kind of mentioned it so well for me this morning, certainly up in the Johnny about approaching the throne of grace with confidence. And how easy is that sometimes? Because we're aware of our guilt. We're aware of our sin. We're aware that we've messed up. And then actually to come again to the throne of grace with confidence, not arrogance, not pride, humility and confidence though. But actually when we do, he's faithful and just. And he is. But actually we've got to kind of do that. So I want to first talk about our confidence that starts with Jesus. It starts with him. It's in him. It's where we find it. We don't get it from ourselves. Anything of ourselves. And Paul said this, I have no confidence in the flesh. Anything of ourselves is not the right place to put our confidence. My own skill, my own ability. I mean, I don't think I'm particularly a skillful preacher. And many of you know Andrew Davis. He serves as apostolically. He's preached here many times and friends with him, and we were on a ministry trip to India together. Now, Andrew is a great preacher, and is is very charismatic in the way he speaks and what he does, and he jumps around and and does lots of illustrations and things. It's just great. I love being around him, learn from him. But we were on this ministry trip. He was on my ministry trip with me to India, and we did this leaders' conference, and he's up to speak first. And I get up that morning, and I'm like, Andrew, I've got to follow you. How on earth do I follow you preaching? You're this amazing preacher. I mean, I was talking to him, I was feeling, you're this amazing preacher. How do I follow that? I know what you're like. I know what you're going to be like. I can't follow you. Can we not swap this? You follow me because you'll be better than me. And no, 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 you're all right. It's all right. You do, you do this. And so he prays for me and we go in and he's just terrific as he wants this. It's just amazing. I've just sat there in awe, just listening to him. It's fantastic preach. It does me good. And then there's a tea break, coffee break. 
in the dying sheet, actually. But anyway, and then we, we, we then actually, I want to speak, and I'm so nervous. And I know I'm losing my confidence. And I can see Andrew, sat on the front row, looking at me, praying for me. And it makes it worse. And it makes it worse, because he, he knows I'm losing it. He knows I'm losing this. What am I going to do? Anyway, it goes on, and I'm kind of looking at the clock, watching and thinking, when can I show up? When, when will it be sitting for me to show up? When, when, when will it be enough for me to get out of here? And I kind of, then I mentioned say, well, I think probably, I'm, I think my time's running. And everybody goes, no, no, you've got at least another hour. Yeah. <laughs> How am I going to fill another hour? How am I going to do that? And anyway, I can see he's encouraging me on. And he's, he's championing me, actually. Anyway, I preach my heart out, preach my Everything I've got in me is preached. And I've got another two to do that day as well. But everything I've got in me seems to be preached in that moment. And we get into, afterwards, it's kind of encouraging, but we get into this meeting. And we've got this core of, uh, um, group of core leaders from the churches. And we're just in this room, and we're invited into this. And so we're just saying, just share, you know, kind of just showing around a bit. And so they just share a few things, and then one guy said, well, I'd like to actually talk about what we already heard this morning. And as they went around the room, every single one, talking about what I preach and nothing about Andrew preach. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sat there and he's, he's, he's standing next to me, he's just digging in the room. Look, I told you, look. It's all good. And it gives you confidence good then, doesn't it? And it builds you up a bit. Well, just that sense, it's so easy. Because it depends what we're comparing ourselves to. It depends who we put our trust and our hope in. Depends on, do we trust what God's given us? And what God's already placed within us, ourselves, in our own heart. Do we trust that? Do we have confidence in what God's given us to bring? And I had to live and question all that in this journey. And I've been doing that again, I think, over these last few weeks. So let's look. Our confidence in Jesus. We're going to look at Ephesians 3, verse 11. And it says, This was according to the appearance eternal purpose of God. So it's talking about all that God's done for us. One has brought himself. And it says that he realised in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness. So that same word and confidence comes as well. Boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. And we have to remember that it's in him. Everything we have, our confidence, should not be from ourselves but from him alone. We find it there. And it shouldn't come from ourselves. It shouldn't come from our arrogance or our own ability, our own strengths. But recognising that these are God-given gifts. God's placed in us things. Gifts in us. Deposits of the Holy Spirit. Anointings of the Holy Spirit. And so we can have confidence in. I was so encouraged by Pam's story. Brave enough to talk about Jesus. I love our Friday morning prayer meetings because there we start with stories. So, anyone story this week? What God, what's God been doing? And we have usually three or four stories every Friday morning. This is what God's been doing. And it just fuels our prayer, helps us press in with confidence because actually 
stories help build our confidence. The fact that God's on the move, God's at work, builds our confidence. And so when we come to him again in prayer, we come before the throne of grace, again we can come with confidence. We can come with boldness and we can ask for even bigger things. Because he's already in the work. He's already in our prayers and he's answering. So our confidence is not in our ability to make anything happen, but in his ability to do it. Our confidence invested in him because he's invested in us. And it's so easy sometimes to forget those things and when we're in the difficulty, when things aren't quite working out. See, I can't remember if it's Bill Johnson not said this. Remember in the dark what was said, what God said in the light. And sometimes it's so easy that when things are difficult, when we're struggling, when we've lost our confidence, it's difficult to remember what did God say in the light? What did God say when all was good? What did he say when everything was going well and life was great and I was enjoying it? I'm not enjoying this bit right now. But actually, what did God say anyway? And I just want to thank Amanda. You were just great. A few weeks ago, I remember, I was, on, I was just kneeling, praying and counting and you just had this encouraging word that says, all that's happened has been preparing you for this time. And it just was that affirmation I needed from God. In the midst of the struggle, and I'm on the floor, and I'm internal struggles going on, questioning, all of a sudden the loss of confidence, will I ever do anything like this ever again? You know what, will I ever even get up to preach again? Sometimes I've kind of thought, I'm probably done preaching, I'm done, finished. And there's been times when I've got to that point where I think, God, you've done with me. You've finished. You can take home now, it's done. Feels like you're finished, so you take it home. But the good news is, I'm still here. Good news for me, and I'm not sure I'm still here because God's still got a plan. God's still got a purpose. And He wants me to have confidence, not in what my ability, but in everything He's invested in me and in Him. He wants us to have that confidence. So, actually it's with boldness and confidence through our faith in him. Can't come from us. And Paul says, I have no, no confidence in flesh. Paul knew what it was. He'd seen people who kind of was doing things of their own flesh. As he was planting churches, he was trying around. He'd seen so many things and yet he knew he knew he could do nothing. He knew actually unless God strengthened him, unless God was in him, unless he put his confidence totally in God, actually what he had to bring was nothing. And worth it. So, so many times when I've been preaching, come to preach, I've gone for stood there and said, God, unless you show up, I'm sorry. Because I've got nothing. I've got absolutely nothing. I'm sorry, literally. I've got nothing to say. So why am I here? And I think we've got to just remember it's all about Jesus. It's all about his life in us and having confidence in that. And allowing that confidence to grow in us. Confident, and so I say, when I spoke before, endurance I think leads to confidence. 
Because when we persevere, when we press through, when we endure, we will receive. We will receive Christ. Actually, something about enduring something builds our confidence. And you can't shortcut the process. It's just not possible. We can try, but it won't lead us into being confident in God. If we shortcut the process of allowing God to build that in us, allowing God to allow things in our lives that build confidence in us, that take us to that place of having confidence, of being confident in Him, and in who He is, and in His ability to do it. Not mine. Not mine at all. And confidence leads to hope. Confidence leads to hope. Because without hope, we might as well just give up. And we might as well just give up. It's not a hope, but there is a hope. In this life and the next. Because our eternal life has already started. Our eternity with God has already begun. The moment we became Christians, the moment we gave our lives, our eternity began. And that's why Bob refers to just falling asleep. And we fall asleep in this life and we're awakening eternity in glory. It's already started for us. It's not that there's something going to be this switch around and change. Well, it is going to be different. It's nothing like this, but actually it's already begun. And we can already live in the good of the eternity that we're going to live in right now. And we can have that confidence. We can live in the good of it now. And it's going to get better when we get better. That's all it is. It just gets better. Hebrews 4, 14-16 says this, Since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens... Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathise with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. When you're feeling it, when you're feeling it, I have no confidence. Can't do this. When there's that person you've been wanting to share the gospel with, that one you think, I, I need to pray for them. They're, they've got this sickness, they've got this problem, I want to pray for them. Yeah, I haven't got the confidence or the boldness, which is the same thing, to do this. Where do we go? Well, let's go to the throne of grace first. God, I come to you. I want my confidence to do this, to step out of this, <laughs> to step out and do this. I bet courage. Pray and see what God will do. See what might happen. Because God loves to do stuff. He really does. He loves to do stuff. And even testimony from this Friday for me was just felt like God was leading us in a direction where we just pray for families. We just pray for family. My son, who's kind of away from church at this moment in time, has been invited to play with a prestigious group of guys in golf. They're going to be outstanding, aren't they, Stephen Day? They're going to be outstanding players on Friday. And my son, my favourite, he's got a problem in his back. He's been off work with a back problem, doesn't really know what it is. Went to his, and he works for Rolls Royce, he gets 
kind of private healthcare through that, and he been to physio and all that kind of stuff. And, and he was, it was kind of, he was dropping out Friday morning. The text messages between Stephen Downer, he's dropping out. And he's brought me prayed. And we prayed for all we prayed. And he came to me yesterday, we had two hours together, and he said, no, I'm playing. I'm playing, I'm doing this. I'll be back to work, it's helping, I'm playing Friday. And I just Praise God, because I wanted to get back in contact with those who were following Jesus. Two evangelists are going to be around me. There's not much hope. There's not much hope. And Sam. And Sam as well. So I'm just really excited. See, God loves this stuff. He loves to do stuff. He loves, he loves family. He promised to bless all the families of the earth. From Abraham onwards, he promised to bless. So it's not wrong to pray the blessing of God that's already been promised of family. So that's what we pray. And already, that's my story for Friday. You've had it early. <laughs> and if you're not there on Friday, that's all right because you've got it here anyway. So confidence in Him, first of all, I need to move on very quickly. Confidence in the sufficiency of Christ. He's all for sufficient for everything you need. He's not lacking anything. Anything you need, you can get from Him. He's not like anything. Let's just look at verse 2 Corinthians 3, 1 to 6. I'm not going to read it all, but I'm saying I'm going to read this, and I don't even know which verse it is out of it because it doesn't give me that bit. But such is the confidence we have through Christ Jesus toward God. Now that we, not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God, who has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. God's our sufficiency to be ministers of this amazing gospel. To be ministers of this amazing kingdom that we've been brought into. To advance this kingdom. God's made us up and he's given us everything we need for life, for godliness, and to minister the kingdom. It's all been given to us. So our confidence is in his sufficiency, not in anything else. Because we can do nothing. So put your sufficiency, you put your confidence in his sufficiency for everything you need. Everything. Everything has to come from him. I can do nothing. Paul said, I can do nothing. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Confidence in this. He will strengthen me. Confidence will give me what I need for the moment. They'll give me the best gift for the moment. They'll give me what I need. If I go to lay hands on someone for healing, they'll give me what I need to bring healing to that person. If it's someone that just needs a breakthrough of freedom, they'll give me what I need to bring freedom to that person. If it's the gospel they need to hear, he'll equip me with what I need to share the gospel and bring life. Because he's sufficient. So I can have confidence in his sufficiency. And actually not just that he is sufficient, but actually he's given that to me. He's made it all available to me and to you. That we can do it together. And we can move on and advance the kingdom together. Bring him in. Confidence. That he can work all things together for good. We like that passage, don't we? It's sweet to our ears. It's music. It's a delight. 
all things work together for good to those in Christ Jesus, to those that are called according to his will and purpose. It's a wonderful scripture, we love it. But actually, do we have confidence in it? Or when we're in the dark time, when we're in the night, when things are tough, do we forget? Do we forget? Actually, you can work this for my good. You can work it all out for my good. I might not understand it. I might not like it. And there's nothing I can do to change it. But he can. And he can work it all for my good. And for your good. And if we put our confidence in his word to do that, he will do it. He will do it. He will do it. Philippians 1, 3-8 says this. I thank God in all my remembrance of you. He's talking to the Philippian church. Paul here. Always in every prayer of mine for you all. For you all. Making my prayer with joy. Because of your partnership in the gospel. From the first day until now. And I am sure of this. That he who began a good work in you. Will bring it to completion. At the day of Jesus Christ. We can have confidence. In what he's already done. He's already come salvation for us. He's already paid the price for sin. It's complete. It's finished. He's already done it and he's brought us to faith in Jesus Christ. He's led us to that place. He says it's his kindness that leads to repentance. He's led us to that place. Confident in what he's already accomplished. We can have confidence in what he's doing now. What is he working in your life? What is he planning in your life? What's he going through? Some of you, you've got changes going on in your life. Seasons of life changing. Some of you moving, moving up. Change of life. Change of style. Different things happening. All kinds of things happening. Right, you're going off to university. It's going to change. Not at home anymore. Not even going for you anymore. I'm going to change. Confident that even in now, in this time, things are changing, baby. Things are different. What is he doing now? What's he working in you now? How's he working out? I don't have to say, I'm, I can retire. I can retire now if I chose. Um, I'm not really old enough. Far too young to retire, really, but I can retire. And I'm nervous. I was sharing with Harry um, the other week. I'm nervous about retirement, not because of anything other than for 43 years I've had the same routine. I go up morning, have my breakfast, crying, get in the car, worship, get to the office, do a day's work in the office, come home, have tea, sleep, repeat. Do <laughs> <laughs> what it is. 43 years of it. Sleep, eat, work, repeat. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's that's life. And I'm nervous, actually, because retirement is a change. It's a change of pattern, of routine. I'm a bit nervous about that. Because it's well established. You know, it's become like the church a bit. So established, you can't change. <laughs> Feels like sometimes. It's become traditional. I've got a tradition that I've stayed in place for 43 years. And if I go to I'm 60, it'd be 44 years. <laughs> you know, actually that's that kind of unnerves me. Makes me a little anxious. I'm honest. 
Blokes are having enough faith in God. I'm sure as I put my confidence in God that even in the time of that change, he'll be sufficient. He'll be enough. He'll give you what I need. And he's still got plans for my future. It's not over yet. And we can do that. And I'm running out of time. Finally, what he will do. Confidence in what he will do. Because God has promised so much, hasn't it? for us God has promised us that he will give us plenty in everything we need in all things in all situations Paul could say this in Philippians 4 12 and 13 I know how to be brought low I know how to abound in any and every circumstance I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger abundance and need I can do all things through him who strengthens me Secret of living this life on earth is knowing that we can do everything through Him. He strengthens us. We can do all with Him and through Him. We don't have to do it on our own. We don't have to work it out on our own. We can just put our confidence in Him. And we can have confidence in every season of life. A few weeks ago, I was just praying and shared this with the group when I was there. Just felt that there's fruit in our lives to be had in every season. In every season, there's fruit to be had. I love the summer season because I love the summer fruits. I love raspberries and strawberries. Can't wait to go home for strawberries and cream. You know, it's lovely. I love it. Cream, especially. Um, you know, but there's fruit in the winter as well to be had. In the dark, the winter, the night, the cold. There's fruit to be had there too. It's not just about the nice stuff in the summer. There's always fruit to be had with God in every season of life. And we can have confidence in Him that actually, that even in times of change, there's fruit to be had. And God wants to bless you in that. Let's stand together. We're not going to come back to the song. I have more time anyway. But I have that. But that is what I do want to do. I just want to pray. Can't turn it off.